This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Ooh, baby, we got a wild one for you this week. That's right. Here we are with our brand new look, looking fresh, looking redheaded, looking lovely. Mm-hmm. And we have our great friend, Eric, Eric Williams. Williams. Well, and we talk all things open relationship, Broadway. Singing voices. Singing voices. And I Never say, say it's good or bad. You know what I mean? You just tell that line right down the middle. Just saying things that are happening. And I say our good friend because I feel like after this conversation... Oh, yeah. They live here now. now. They live here now. Enjoy. Enjoy. M. Oh. M. Mom. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Number is 
million dollar setup. Sorry, billion dollar setup. Oh, thank you. This yeah. is gorgeous. Let's get it right. It's very much like Beyonce in Dubai. That's like the vibe in here. Is the, is your heel a half inch? <laughs> it's a half inch and I'm recovering. She had, had foot, foot surgery. surgery. <laughs> Listen, rude. I, I'm not being rude. I'm calling out the facts, which is that she was still in a heel. Still in a heel. And a great performer. The vocals She were. said, I'm going to do vocal. She said, let me give you vocal. And but, why, and can we blame her? Are you pissed that the country hates gays and she performed there? Okay, let's unpack this. I actually don't this. care that much. Because we have the same conversation. I uh, work with a lot of drag queens mm-hmm. who are known around the world. And, um, you know, the, you, Meatball is one of them. Oh, France. Wee wee. Wee wee, France. So I do some of my best work. A lot of them get asked to come to Brazil. Israel. Oh, Israel. Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> Pick a side! <laughs> Pick a side! Are so, you going to ask me to, to weigh in on Israel versus Palestine? I would in the love second to know. segment, we okay. are going to go oh, there. Um, no, but there is this conversation of like queens going like, well, so we should deny the queer community who uh, was born and happens to live in Tel Aviv, the experience of like doing a show and deny myself the experience of traveling around the world because of the political situation there. And people are like, well, it's really cut and dry. It's like, don't go to Russia. Don't go to Israel. Don't go whatever. But then people go like, baby, baby, what about abortion rights in Texas? I was but you're still say, playing yeah. Houston? Florida? Florida? Yes. Yeah, I went to show And we're Florida. all like, Wilton Manors. You're going to Wilton Manors, aren't you? I don't know, maybe. I'm dying to go. I've heard of the experiences in Wilton Manors, and I am dying. However, if I was offered, as was Beyonce, I'm sure, how much money? <laughs> $24 million is, is that what, you, what it was. So what if Eric Williams has offered $24 million <laughs> to go to Florida yes. to do That's a Gay-Ass live show, <laughs> am I going to say no? No! No, but Florida is gay. No, but I'm but, saying like but they in can't, general. Oh, <laughs> also we're like the African American AP class. <laughs> like they literally like there are so many reasons that you can't go anywhere. Yeah. And, yes, and like did I go on birthright? Guilty. Did I go to Israel for eleven days? Is that problematic? Of course. Did I get a free trip to Israel? Did I get to flirt with Israeli shoulders? Yeah, babe. Am I gonna denounce that? No. <laughs> Wait, did you do birthright? No, I didn't. Oh. We've talked about that. Okay, so we're we're gonna do it segment one. We're gonna talk about being Jewish. I it's happening that. right now. Oh, I left the bagel. You you said on your podcast two percent of the the pop the global population is Jewish. Is that correct? I mean, that's what I said. Is the fact correct, honey? <laughs> No, your guess. I, I'm Doesn't gonna, 2% no. seem small? That's very low. Oh, I think it, no, it is that. It is either that low or lower or that low. I think really? we said recently it was like 14 million people. Like it's I looked low. It, it is I had low. no idea it was that low. Because I feel like everyone I meet is Jewish. I'm Jewish. We also, everyone I meet is Jewish. I mean, we also are from the coasts. And I was going to say, all of my friends in New York, let me, most of my friends in New York were Judaic. I moved to LA, and of course, I know a lot of Jews, but I've met a lot more non-Jews. But I just like when I was at NYU, I probably, uh, as yeah, you yeah. probably maybe had experience in certain scenarios, would be drawn to Jewish people. Yes, share trauma, generational trauma, and <laughs> then um, I found that that's just like how my community grew. I only knew Jews, but it's like it still is a teeny population. It's very wild to think about it like that because I never had that much. I never put that much weight on it. Yeah. Like I was like, oh yeah, I want to have a bar mitzvah. And I thought about doing birthright, but mm-hmm. I also, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of like traveling experience. So like 
traveling still even that young with a bunch of people I didn't know. I was like, I don't know that Which, I'm by the way, that. it was a nightmare. We flew through Ukraine. Oh, God. God. The airline that we flew on is now defunct. Oh, like, fuck. What was the airline? I would love to drag an airline on a podcast. <laughs> Me against the world. Slash. <laughs> they lost my luggage. Oh, it was, yeah. They, I mean, truly, like, Do the food was. you I could have done Birthright? Because I once played Mr. Dussel in the Diary of Anne Frank while I was in junior high. Does that make me Jewish? Have you fucked a Jewish guy? Probably. You have to have. I say yes. I mean, yeah. I, there are people, people went back into their ancestry. You probably got some DNA somewhere in you. Yeah. Sitting I around. Or just, have we're just on you. the costume. You know what I <laughs> mean? Leftover on the costume. Well, the gag really is that my twin brother went on birthright with me, and the closest friends that we made were like <laughs> entertainment industry people in LA. Oh my have you God. looked them up since you moved back? Yeah, they're or fucking... moved back, moved here? They're moved killing here. it, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, my God. This is the best story. Get this. I won't say the name, so it won't matter. <laughs> Gurlina and I become friends. Okay. Very hot Ken doll guy who uh, you uh, would look at and be like, I don't care, Jew, non-Jew, whatever you are is just like, dush, 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 stunning, fucking hot. <laughs> the first night of the trip, they were like, okay, we're going to announce rooms. And they put me and my twin brother in different rooms. So I guess we can make more friends. Fine. They put me with hot Ken doll. I'm losing my mind. He's so hot. Of course, hot Ken doll and my girly friend become friends. No. Cut to girly friend had a eight-year relationship she had been in. The last night of the trip... They kissed. What was she started that relationship at twelve years old? Well, we I went and I went right after college, and I was in the oh. the older group. The we older were like group. nineteen to twenty eight or whatever. The oh, fuck. that's okay. a fuck fest, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, everyone's fucking. Well, I had a boyfriend at the time who uh, was a monster and would not. But also, there was no, there was no <laughs> at eight at nineteen. No, um, after nineteen year olds not allowed to be monsters. Oh no, I was twenty two. I was twenty two. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, that's the monstrous age. Of course, the it most is monstrous of all. Well, long and story short, is yes. that they kiss, and then the hot okay. girl and the hot guy, my girlfriend and the hot guy, she flies back home, breaks up with the eight year relationship, and now they are married with children. The hot guy, the hot guy, and, and the girl from Birthright. And they are also entertainment titans. He is a huge agent. She is a publicist. And the rest is her story. Slay! That's ultimately one of the biggest points of Birthright is to bring people together to make more Procreate, Jews. yeah. Now, I had a friend who I was in group one of, what is that? UCB with. Oh, uh, one. And she went over there after we had already started UCB. Like, this is like fresh out of college, too. Now she lives over there, <gasps> married, child, dog, like went over there, never came back. Whoa. Well, that's their dream scenario. I know. I, she and played I into find it. that, listen, the problematic part is a little bit of the like, let's get these kids to love Israel and then move here. And that is the, the fucked up part. However, the great part is that it does connect you with like your heritage and right. with other people. What's interesting is when I came back, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to marry a Jew. As we're talking, there are four Jews in the world, and then there's one who's gay, so I have one person to choose from. And so right. I realized, let's cast a bit of a wider net, and then I met my Catholic Southern now husband, and I said, I don't know if I'm going to marry him, but he's really hot, and um, <laughs> we're having fun, and now it's been nine years. Oh, my nine God. Nine years. years. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Nine years together or nine years married? Nine years together, I, I resent that people ask, and you didn't do this. <laughs> but I resent when people sure say, how long have you been married? And I'm always like, I'm not, I'm going to tell you first the nine years because I put in the fucking yeah. time and the work, but yeah. married for like three and change together That's for nine. That's a long Got time. It. Yeah. 
Were you always like interested in getting married? I think it's my trauma showing is the answer is yes, because yeah. I grew up in, and talk about minorities and shit. I grew up in Missouri, which you would think in St. Louis, there's going to be no Jews. It was a big Jewish community. Like my, Oh, I think of St. Louis as hugely Jewish. Oh, bless. Yeah. But you're also well, Jew. I and I have family St. from St. Louis. And you also have family. Big and you're from Chicago. family from St. Louis. But Meatball, do you think, when you think of, of St. Louis. I do don't you... ever think of St. Louis. <laughs> I don't, Missouri doesn't cross my Wait, I want to, okay, so I want to ask, Meatball just did your live show recently. Yes. I had a wonderful time. Great show. You texted me before the show, Mm -hmm. and you said to me, hey, do you think this pickle bit is going to go over well? Mm. Well, because you know I love to do it. I know you love to do it, but this is a bit that has happened on this podcast and at our live shows Mm. with like a long running point of reference for listeners is very much to me an inside joke. Like we've done yeah, but whole. To me, it's funny no matter what happens. So and I was, why? Because I think it's funny to say these are not pickle. Like these are the same pickle. It's just like I just like doing. It's that. just so prop heavy. I know. There's a lot of setup. So yeah. I wanted to hear objectively. Please pretend she's pretend not, I'm here. not here. Well, before you have me answer, what did you say to her about how he you said, think it was going to go it. down? You said, "Don't do it." And he I picture sure another funny. joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> Wait, you want to know if I think it was funny? Yes. It's honestly Same. not up to me because the <laughs> audience. No, the, yeah, yeah, the uh, no. The answer is a hard yes because the <laughs> reviews I got after the show were, were we don't know what the fuck was going on, yeah. but bitch, we were living. Did you eat the pickles? No, no. But you, you know who you brought up on stage? <laughs> My friend Michael's husband. Right? Yes. Yeah. Who is not, and who also I've never a, met. a friend of mine, and he is lovely and fucking hot hot. and so it's a win-win two pickles and a hot guy i came out on top and and then a bottom well (laughs) and you know the best part about that night was when i was walking in my big um fashion poncho to my car the homeless guy who was sitting there all night went you look beautiful and i was like thank you i thought i was about to get spat on or hate crime because normally you don't end the night with a compliment that's a no nice yeah yeah normally it's like please leave well uh, let me tell you something i had therapy this morning and <laughs> we, have, we have video conferencing platforms Stunning. and uh, i was showing a few pictures from the show because i've been talking a lot about the show because it was a bit of a um mental game for me to get her up on stage uh-huh. however i was showing pictures and I showed how stunning you looked. And my therapist, who is a straight woman, who is my everything, she said, oh, was she a performer? I said, bitch, you no, think gay people like this. You no, think gay people show up to a show? I'm just picturing Meatball in the audience is like having a great time in f- like the biggest outfit. Here's one thing. I used to do that. I used to get up into drag just to like show up at drag shows. Okay, well, and I would, cancel me. It would be the craziest... Well, no, I don't, clearly don't. I would never do that anymore. Before but I would it becomes like, your job, of course. It's yeah. Exciting. I would be like nannying children, put them to sleep, put on makeup. Still the parents my mind. would come... The parents would come home, they wouldn't say a word about I it. love that you say that you're like, God, I would never direct, but I will watch human lives that are four <laughs> years old. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when you move to L.A., you got to find a job. Listen. And that was one that was very easy. You nannied here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were they for rich parents? Yes. Oh, well, well, that's the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we need to I take a break. I was always looking for cameras in the house. <laughs> Why? Because rich people like to watch. 
And As you're you eating were, all of the food in the fridge. I, that was the one thing I would do. <laughs> of course oh, you would. Oh, I was eating all of their food. You, you would put it in the back. You said caviar. Don't no, I would, I would, make, my, I would make my lunch, then the kids' lunch, then my second lunch. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. Thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. That's right. We are back. Um, Eric, I would like to talk to you about moving from New York to L.A. Yes. Mm. I recently said something about, or you said something, we've been talking about coastal elite. Yes. But, like, I feel like I live on the coast. I have lived on the coast. From Chicago. I lived in Brooklyn for a little bit. Live mm -hmm. in L.A. now. Mm -hmm. But I definitely don't feel elite. Do you think there's another term? Uh -oh. For, for like a, co a coastal, oh god, is it like it's Jew, bitch? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Judaism it in is segment Judea. two. <laughs> I mean, listen, do I feel elite? Of course, when I tell people that, no, 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 because we have I to. Remain... Don't. Is there coastal trash? No, I think that here's the thing. I think that um, New York is elite, and I think that LA is garbage. 
But you know what I mean? Look at lifestyle. It's all the way that you perceive yourself. And I Garbage. think that <laughs> and I think that the best version of this, which dare I say is us, is that Slay. people <laughs> is that people who have like worldly experiences but don't think they're actually better than other people. Do I think I have three wow. brothers who live in the Midwest and yeah. I genuinely do not think I am better. Do I think I have more perspective about our planet? I do. Are they gay? Hell no. Okay. Not even your twin. He's the least gay of them all. When you jerked him off, he didn't like it. Stop. Sorry. It only hit my shoulder. The rest of them hit the wall. <laughs> um, no, the no. My twin brother is famously a foot shorter than me. And when I told him, true story, I saw a picture of my cousin. I said, "Oh my god, my younger brother is named Matt." I said, "Does this look like Matt in drag?" He goes, "What is drag?" That's how not gay he is. No, no, no. Meatball? What is drag? You know what Can I mean? Can you answer That's that for a us? question. Yeah, we're curious. Um, I don't know. It is, it's about having fun. All drag is valid. Sorry, can, can you, you talk with your right hand? Thanks. <laughs> just gesticulate there. Um... Wait, that's so crazy that your brother's not gay because every most twins I that know. I know all the twins are gay, gay, except for now it's you and Darby Cartwright. I love Darby's work. I uh, know I don't know Darby. Um, she's great, very fun. I love Darby. No, and I just shaded someone I don't know who, and I love her. Um, <laughs> she's great. By, Here's the thing about Darby. He Here's yeah, the thing: I'm you obsessed. would actually. You be would actually. I know I would. I already are, and I already am, and I already are. Um, <laughs> by the by, yes, my train of thought is gone, but I will tell you <laughs> that. Um, I was gonna tell you about my brother being straight, yes. which is that what the, is the famous story is that he and I like were very much what's the Robert Frost poem? Two paths diverging, a yellow two road. Two well, roads. I went the yellow why brick the, road. Why was the wood yellow? You I don't know. Why gotta be yellow? <laughs> Sorry, you went. To and Dorothy. so when we were having our bar mitzvah, we yes. needed to agree on a theme, and of course, I wanted Broadway. <laughs> he wanted sports. It's the tale as old as time. The only thing. We could compromise on the Mike Take Myers me film. <laughs> we did the um, who wrote that play? Um, we did the Richard Greenberg. No, we did the Aust the Mike Myers film Austin Powers. Okay, my favorite a best, film. Uh, both the best world. What are you? What did you? What was your bar mitzvah theme? So here, let me know, let me know if you identify with this. Oh, I can't wait. My mother felt pressured by her parents to aggressively go to Hebrew school, learn Hebrew, like towards that whole path. So she rebelled and she did not have a bat mitzvah. Oh my So gosh. when it came time for me, I went to the religious programming, but she was like, you don't have to go to Hebrew school. I'm not going to force you to do that. So all of a sudden in seventh grade, I was like, I'm completely left out. Everyone else is like learning Hebrew, having this big event, like celebrating a milestone. I don't get it. So I got a tutor and I played catch up. So I had my bar mitzvah in eighth grade. Slay. The so only there girl. Was no theme. It was literally a dance party with pizza. And you know okay. how sixth grade, everyone was like, who are we? Seventh grade is so clicky. Eighth grade, it's like, we're all just cool humans and we're friends now. Disagree, but I do <laughs> no, love that. It, I do I love that, that it's an, a year all. later. My eighth grade was hell. Uh, However, mine was amazing. We all got to be friends. And then I threw a party on top of it. And you had the actual like bar mitzvah service. Oh, yeah, and they all came. And my parents had the 
parent party. It was like Stop. a stuffy tea. And then a full week later, we had the Jinko jeans and popped collar polo party at like the community center. And all we did was like the fucking cha-cha slide with the party dance guy. Okay. See, right, I have such great. mommy issues that in my mind, your mom orchestrated the entire thing by reverse psychologizing <laughs> oh. you and saying, you don't oh. have to no, give she... our midst to it if you don't want to. <laughs> Cut to you're like, I'm going to get a tutor. She's like, it's all going to my plan. <laughs> No, she like didn't like paying for Avi the tutor. Avi, oh my god, was oh, he cute? So cute? No. <laughs> well, now, um, I want to talk to you about your podcast, please. Okay, do. that's a gay ass podcast. Is the title? It is. Um, you often ask similar questions, right? Aren't there like a handful of questions that are your go-to questions? Oh, I do, questions? yeah. I always have the go-tos. All and, right. And by the Shoot, way, what well, are I, they? well, here's the controversial <laughs> thing is that I, you are going to be coming on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Sure, so okay. you so have you'll... to write new questions. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, I, well, well, whenever I have a Jew on the show, I do need to ask about bar mitzvah themes. Okay, so well. we might have to re, re, uh, bring that one back. I've However, been to a bar mitzvah. It was just zoo-themed. Yes. Zoo? Yes. And you know, it took actually place at a, a zoo in Texas. Thoughts? It Every, was actually at a zoo? Yeah. It was, so you got to go see the animals? Yeah, we things? got to walk around and see the animals. That's lit. I Big know, budget really is cool. what that is. Yeah. There's yeah. a famous museum in St. Louis called the City Museum. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's basically just like a high person's dream because you, uh, unless you I get... Go. <laughs> just be careful no matter who you are, how old you are. The, the crevices that you have to crawl through are sometimes scary and small. However, when you're high enough, it doesn't matter. I get stuck. That being said, I went to a bat uh, mitzvah at the City Museum, which is just like full of crazy slime. And like it was incredible. Mine was at some fucking event space, but the decor was camp at its finest. Cutouts of girls that were like dancers in silhouette glitter in a cage, two cages flanking the entrance. The beds were, they have circular beds with leopard print like covers on it where the seventh grade children would have pillow fights. And <laughs> then. Wait, this, this is, is so yours horny. with your brother for Austin Powers? See, here's the thing is my parents had the trauma of like. They had the porno version of Austin Powers? <laughs> yeah, my parents are fucking freaks. Um, they they had the thing of like, we need to have our kids be pretty Jewy. I was kosher growing up. I went mm. to Hebrew school. I, went, I did the whole kitten kibbutz. However, the. Um, Part that my parents felt pressure, I think, is to like have a gorgeous party. And so they said whatever the theme is, they were gonna crank up the dial. And I'm of course grateful, but I could not enjoy it as much as I would have now. I was fucking a closeted seventh grader with a straight twin brother who was five feet tall. My voice had dropped, and I was like trying to do vibrato. Bitch, it was <laughs> why is that so a meatball look? Because I just love vibrato. She is a singer. I, I was a musical theater girl uh before I got wise. Got wise. You know, musical theater is the only way, baby. It is the only way. But I'm saying, are we right now auditioning at an open call in New York City for Broadway? No, because we're smarter than that. Exactly. Open calls. No one ever makes it have an open but call. You, listen, I booked my biggest show from an open call. However, we what what we're gonna do is probably hopefully together is once we have such name recognition, is then we're gonna go to Chicago, go. Do on Broadway, do our Broadway trial. six week, three month, whatever the fuck we do, and then come back to our gorgeous home in LA. Absolutely. That I am still that girl, but to be running the streets of New York for the musical theater, it is not. I didn't have the, the energy. And now, everyone was always in flip flops. <laughs> well, disgusting. Based, based on how you just talked about that, it seems like you actually possess <laughs> the skill. 
Well, Whereas that's debatable, man. I mean, meatball. I have no skill. Yeah, meatball is not. Fan. I'm a very big fan. No, both of us. We talk about this with a bit. This, uh, You're a great singer, though. No, no. neither of us are actually None good of us singers. Are good at anything, not at anything. <laughs> no, Wait. but you actually can sing. I can't. But true? do you do you have a dream role? Is that like what? What do you? Um, probably Mr. Dussel and Diary of Anne Frank. If <laughs> I could ever spin it. that into a musical, that would be. Done. He gets his own narrative, his own spinoff. You gave a wicked uh, Defying Gravity entrance to this segment of this podcast. And True, honey, but that's the she was one placed. thing I can only. Yeah, it was she, it was right there, but it's taken me four years. How long we've been doing this podcast? Over three hundred episodes. You know what I mean? But it, you know how many times it takes to rehearse a song to make it fly, honey? Four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite musical? Uh, favorite musical, I mean, oh, actually, it's a very, like, gay, insidery answer, but one of the best experiences I had seeing a show was Fun Home, the fucking musical, because... Okay. Is it lesbianic? Lesbianic, right? but okay. it's also comionic. Sapphic? It is... Isn't that a, a fancy word for lesbianic? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> when I saw the show, I saw with my very closest straight guy friend and I'm like shoulder shake weeping and he's like, it was good. So I, it just, I, it felt to me like a, I was having a very personal experience because there's a song about her coming out, about her first time hooking up with a same-sexed partner and I think I was probably 24, 25. Mm. It was like, I was still like past that time but still not super past it and watching that, I was, it, it, it was, it was everything. Now, of course, the other answer is like fucking wicked. I mean, could I? I saw that right before I moved to LA. My last Broadway show I saw was Wicked, and I um, fucking. So you saw it was Black Glinda, who I was in school with at NYU. <gasps> Shut up! And you were with two apparently. That was the first time I saw Wicked was with her, Brittany Johnson. Yeah, she, she was my so good. my bestie, was in her literal class at oh Cap Twenty One, and I went to her showcase and she sang a song with Brittany. I just saw her there like what a couple months ago. Did you see Brittany or didn't you see the no, new? I saw the new Alphaba, oh, same and Glinda, and I think Brittany. she still is Glinda right now. I, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. My friend actually just played Bach on Broadway. He was the first black Bach on Broadway. Oh. Jordan Barrow, star. Oh. And then, the if we're talking about... The, NYU has a reputation for a reason that monsters yeah. go there because they do. And I'm, not, and I'm not going to deny that. However, I pride myself on not being the atrocious NYU gauche. However, <laughs> I am going to drop something right now because it's very much topical on this here day. My first friend at NYU... <laughs> was Stephanie Hsu, who was nominated <gasps> for an Oscar this morning. And the only reason I'm bringing it up Oh, is she got nominated? She did. And by the by, it's great for her, devastating for me, because my mom will not stop asking me why I'm not as successful as she is. Well, you're going to get that. And your mom has interacted with her because you were friends. Yeah, I mean, we were in the little, same year at Atlantic, the same like program. I did shows with her like... Uh, my mom knows her. I mean, knew her. I mean, sure, I, like a brunch or a hey, how are you doing? Exactly. That's gorgeous. But it's. I mean, I will it say, is. Steph Shu deserves everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's fantastic. I'm incredible. Going to New York, and I'm going to see Jinx in Chicago. Oh, I hear she's month. so good. But I'm trying to find another play to see that's like just I hear, as fun. Oh, just as fun. Well, I, well <laughs> I because, like, I okay, hear, the last um, time Schindler's my... List the musical is so good. <laughs> I so I saw Strange Loop. 
I suggested Strange Loop, but my boyfriend was like, I only want to see it if Larry Owens is in it. And I was like, well, he's long. He did it like years ago. Yeah. I think yeah, it's also closing it. soon. It might be. Or just closed. Yeah, it either just, oh, closed, just closed or it might be. I was thinking Titanic, because that would be yes. like a quick, easy one. Yes. By the no way, pressure. quick plug is the first episode of That's a Gayest Podcast New Season. It was is with Marla Mandel. Ah! I love Marla Mandel. Because I know someone that's gone to see it twice now. Mother, Mother Teresa. Teresa. It's our resident scat queen here on the pod. <laughs> and she's gone and see I bought twice. some art from her. You buy some scat art? It was, it's a big. Thoughts on scat? It's a rim seat. Thoughts on scat? Oh, yeah. No, ma'am, Pam. <laughs> I've never been peed on. I've never been shat on. Um, but I just moved to LA, so there's always. What's your oh. favorite Whoopi Goldberg movie? Sister Act 2, Back in the Fucking Habit, which mm. you talked about literally like last week. Or oh, yeah. Week all this podcast. about it. Um, a, well, a big part of the live show is was me grappling with the fact that Whoopi um, was not helping my case as a gay Jewish person because she, all of her comments about the cost. Mm-hmm. However, I will say that I tried to approach it head on in the live show and um, she is still and will probably always be the person I attribute my gayness to. Wow. Because I, of... I watch Sister Act 2, I'm not exaggerating, every single week with my very queer friend for months, if not years, when we were like 7th, 8th grade. Now, was there no access to Sister Act 1, or you just didn't like that story? <laughs> there was access, <laughs> but for some reason, my very queer friend was like, the first is canceled, we're going straight to the second. <laughs> the thing is, if you go back and watch the first one, it's great. It's, it's great. A and one. a lot of people on my podcast will actually try to argue with me that f- the first is better than the second. And I'm not against the discussion, but I can't negate my roots. Putting a critical hat on, if you look at Sister Act 2, the back and forth about can you be I in will, the choir or not be in the choir. I will it's allow like, you to talk about <laughs> Sister Act 1 and how good it is. I will not allow you to talk shit about Sister Act 2. You will not besmirch the <laughs> two. <laughs> like, you can't. It is a per- I will not let you talk. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's a perfect that's film. It's a perfect right. film. Okay, we're going to move on, but right after this. Break. break. We're back. So I do want to just talk a little bit more because we, uh, I live in the world of logistics. Mm-hmm. I just want to know a little bit more about your podcast. Like, why did you start it? Yes. How yes, many yes. seasons are there? I love this. So really the, the long story short is that it's about to start its third season. It's the done. first season started because I, just like a lot of fucking comedy actor writer people I every job I had everything I had uh, in March 2020 was over I just done a show in LA which was a big deal with me and my writing partner we had done it at the New York Comedy Festival I had just all of these things I had a commercial that I shot for uh, a big company that was like a like a two minute online thing that was just me had like pyrotechnics they scrapped the commercial because so I was sitting there in my one bedroom apartment in Queens with my husband while he thank God had a fucking job and I was like you know what I need to do something while I'm collecting Mr. Biden's checks which I very much appreciated and so I made a video series called That's a Gay Ass Movie which 
argued why iconic films are gay as hell. Got it. I mm-hmm. edited my tits off with the videos. I I think I made 10 or 11, and they were getting a lot of shares, and people were really uh, fired up about it. So I said, in my dream, I would create a gay-ass empire. I would do the podcast. I would do the show. I would do the boo, 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 boo. Right. My therapist at the time. The clothing line. The clothing, gay-ass <laughs> clothes. <laughs> That's a gay-ass jockstrap. <laughs> Sweetie, Wait. so many people have, I, I've looked into it. It's expensive to put stuff on a, a jock, but stay tuned. Not we have if you make it from scratch. Well, then you're you dealing with people? the warehouses, and you got to talk to China. It's Don't hard. talk to us about Bucci listen, Cat merch. Listen, no, Well, God. the Gay Ass Podcast merch actually has done really well. It's a, a, we talk about on the podcast, and I'll ask you, if the world was ending, <laughs> you could only save one character actress, who would you save? Uh, Margot Martindale. Correct. Laura Linney. Correct. So She's on the. A- Cunt. Yeah, she well, she's what? not really a character. Well, it's not very nice. She was rude to my friend who worked at City Bakery for a long time. She'd go in. Daily. Rest in power, City Bakery. <laughs> Do you remember City Bakery? No, the no, hot chocolate no. festival every oh, February. God. My husband and I had one of our first biggest fights there. <laughs> I got into a fight with a girl in my acting class there one time. It's the dairy, honey. It's, I swear <laughs> to God, what happened is, and I was talking about this recently, why it's on top of mind, it's at City Bakery. I had just been started dating Matt, and he's this like hot guy. I'm like having, you know, like, I am too much of a character actor to be dating such a hottie. So <laughs> I find on Facebook he's scrolling, and a picture pops up of him sucking face with someone at a club like uh, a year prior. We were not uh, together. Yeah. But I was like, what is going on? You've always been with me. We've been dating for two weeks. However, <laughs> Um, he he did not um, love that I cared about it, and so in his own charming way, he shut down. And so um, I then, of course, made a bigger deal of it. All this to say, I'm going to answer your question. The um, no podcast came from the video series. I talked to my therapist. He says, "Why don't you make the podcast?" I say, "What a good idea! I'll actually make it." Oh, so you have changed therapist since you started the podcast? Well, he, I moved to California, and he could no longer represent me. Oh, he's not licensed. He's not licensed in California. And I got to say, it was brutal when I heard the news, but my therapist now I've had for, I guess, about a year, and she is... I mean, this is on the record. Do, do I think my straight male ex-therapist listens to this podcast? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to say, <laughs> just as good. Just different flavors. <laughs> so my new therapist is incredible, but the podcast started. Yes. And um, I ended up having some great people on, and then the word spread, and now I'm ready for the gay-ass global takeover. Stunning. Stunning. I love that. And now you've moved to LA. And I moved to LA while, yeah, during the podcast life. Is there any other logistic questions you have? I mean, I love that you're I want to get back to what I answered you with. Is Laura Linney a character actress? I don't actually think so. I am such a... a, a Margot Martindale obviously is. Who, Wait, but that's your own answer that you're now trying to... Well, I'm just yeah. curious. I and then that, I'm like, I did I actually mean to say Laura actress, Dern? But, think... but is she also not a character actress? Here's the thing. I This question comes up almost every time the character actress conversation comes up. If she is a woman who gay people like and has worn a wig once, bitch, she's a character Kathy actress. Bates. Kathy Bates, 100%. Yes. To me, Laura Linney is a character actress okay. because she is a strong, powerful woman who got to fuck that hot guy in love, actually. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, not the actual oh, reason, but like, oh my God. That, that to me so was a very big. Wait, thing. so now Nicole Kidman would technically be a character a actress because gays love her and she likes to wear wigs. Did you she's see just nine? a character human because she likes to wear wigs. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the accent no. in Nine Perfect Strangers. Never seen it. Never seen it. She, so, what's going on with that? What is that? 
Well, it's like I, I, I is it a TV show? Unfortunately, it's like so not of the moment because it was like a TV show that was like on a year ago. But I was good. I mean, <laughs> as Meatball takes the cam, um, so, <laughs> drag me, <laughs> drag me, sis. It basically was Nicole came in like a owner of this program where people got fucked up and uh, it was her in a crazy wig and crazy Russian accent question mark Stun. and I that's how ask. you know she's a character actress because she's gonna tackle yes. an Eastern European accent and the bitch is seven feet tall from Australia say no more to me she loves a challenging role yeah. I, w- I also think Meryl Streep is totally a character actress number one yeah right? number one she's okay. on like a little hiatus right now huh well she's filming uh, Steve Martin Wicked she's filming the Wicked movie she's playing Elphaba can you imagine uh, she is doing the Steve Martin Martin Short show the craziest people that murders in the building the craziest right. people that murder in the building yeah and Selena not, Gomez is there as well. Not, yeah. not to try to trump your um, Stephanie story from earlier, but I was DMing with someone who I was like, oh, yeah, and I'd love to get coffee with you and pick your brain about a project. And he was like, yeah, I'm just in New York for like another week. And then I looked on social media, literally in the room with all of those people <gasps> just like smiling, snapping up. Were you photo. texting Paul Rudd? No, but. Is he on it too? <laughs> yes. They were all Where there. Where are they I was getting like, a budget for this? <laughs> because they canceled everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Not because a they canceled show. your two-minute digital commercial with pyrotechnics. No, it's because my book deal got oh. slashed. Oh. Trash. Debbie Downer. Dang. Dang. Top right. or bottom? So, well, well, speaking of, you know. it's time for... Fuck, fuck Talk! Mm. Okay, so this is something we do on our podcast. Uh, it's a reoc- re- reoccurring or recurring? Recurring. We do this every week, baby. Bye, We're gonna annually. ask you some, <laughs> which it does mean two different things. I know. Okay, um, where we talk about weird it or does? uncomfortable. Se- yes, biannually could be every two years or every other year. Wait, or no, <laughs> twice a year. Sorry, twice a year or every other year. I keep. I don't know what's going on with me. I'm saying. I'm saying he like a fucking. Well, Trumper. he looks well, like, I a, look like a dude. No, wig, you do- so. I. I- <laughs> I think it's because when you're... Here's the thing. George. George Santos. It's me, George Santos. Well, that's also, by the way, you did pull off a gorgeous George Santos. Quitada. Beautiful. But I don't want to... I want to. So we talk about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about weird or uncomfortable sex stories that we have Mm. from our past, present, or future. And I want to start this segment by asking you something that you said we were getting an exclusive on today here on the pod. Ow, 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 ow. We got an exclusive. So you've been with your husband for nine years. A few of those have been legally bound through marriage. Governmentally, yes. Um, And I was going to ask you if you guys were monogamous or open, et cetera, et cetera. And you revealed that. I revealed that. You revealed. On the first, you talk about like the logistics of the podcast. The first year, one of the biggest things I came up against was what am I allowed to say on a recorded platform? Whoop, whoop, whoop. We know about that. It's difficult when you have a partner that people know. Not only a partner, but fucking friends and family. This is a separate story. I heard someone trash a wedding that they had gone to, and it got back to the couple, and like the friendship ended. I've never done anything that- Happens to me all the time. Listen, if I had a nickel. But I I will say that when I first started the podcast, Matt and I were very much monogamous, and I was very honest with the fact that 
I'm a flirter. I just, I'm, I love connecting with people. And also I'm horny and love hot guys. And I feel like as gay queer people, we were not able to flirt in the way that we wanted mm-hmm. in some of our most horny youngest years. And Absolutely. so I, am I making it for lost time? Maybe. Am I just living my bliss? Yes. That being said, since we moved to LA, we have, I would now classify us as monogamish. Slime. And it's it's an exclusive on Sloppy Seconds because I haven't really broached it on That's a Gay Ass Podcast because I don't know if I want to like make an, I don't know if he or I would want to make an announcement, but I feel right. safe here with you Ooh. to say that there is an ish. And I'm very excited to um, report that we are fucking killing it. We are communicating Stunning. the house down boots. That that's is the, all that matters. Yeah, that's the most interesting to me. I have been in open relationships before where my ex-boyfriend at the time s- sort of very explicitly said, I don't want to know about it. Interesting. Okay. And I'm like, but you understand that you stay here in Brooklyn and you live your very regular life that you've been living for seven years. Yeah. I just moved to town. I'm constantly meeting new people and I'm going out of town to play club gigs where I take off my clothes and like present a sexual energy on stage. Like I'm fucking in every hotel when I'm traveling mm, like that. Yeah. And Stunning. I, Stunning. I was like, I need like, he was like, Oh, I understand. I just don't want to know about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, opposite is true for me. Tell me everything, everything. And not because I want to keep tabs no. just because I found it hot when he was getting sexual with other people. Yeah. And I remember one time I came back from like, uh, I had been traveling and I came back and we were living together at the time and I got home and I was like, how was it? He was like, oh, I went on this like arts walk in Bushwick and I was like, oh, cool. He was like, yeah, I was in this guy's gallery and all of a sudden I looked up and we were like the only people in there. Uh, and then I sucked his dick in the back and we like mm. fucked around. And I was like, Ooh, that's hot. Then Charlotte we, York, if she was fun. Exactly. <laughs> and then we immediately fucked because we were like talking about that. And I was like, well, I'm back from my trip and I want to fuck you anyways. And now we have this fuel. That's so hot. And yes. so great. But my question for you is then with that difference of you, he, he did not want to know about you and you knew everything. I felt like I was cheating on him all the time. Uh, because like we would be. At the house, hanging out. He would be working. I'd be on the couch talking to dudes on scruff. Yeah. And because I knew he didn't want to know, it was on the table. It was totally fine. And it wasn't like only when you're out of town. It was just like there were no parameters. But I felt like I had to like hide. And you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't like but it. So you guys are talking about everything, right? You're Everything. I mean, and the thing is that we're mostly doing stuff together. And I like, feel like that's the best way to ease in. Is yeah. to start together and then if it's like, oh, go off. Right. And, and, and that's thing. partly why I think it has suited us to start in this way because I am an overthinker. Mm, like, and, and, and the thing is, is that knowing that about myself, I'm not going to be like, all right, let's just go fuck around and right. report back. I'm gonna, we're gonna be stringent about how it goes down, and not, not to say it's like sterile, not fun. It's just like if we want something to happen, it's openly talked about, and um, and that's how it is right now. It, will we like ever close up? Maybe. Will we ever blast it wide open? Maybe. I just love being present in this moment and also how LA of you. It's also That's what people say. It's very LA, but I think when I moved here, I not only wanted a change of scenery, but like I needed to shake up my life and I would scenery. not have done the podcast live show. I would not have done 
a lot of stuff I'm doing now, if I had stayed in the life that I had, and I, I would never say like one city is better than the other, because of course, there are great things about both. Is New York's culture and Broadway better? Of course. But is elite, LA elite? Is it elite? <laughs> Does LA have amazing things? Of course. Trash. But I well, name three amazing <laughs> things about LA. I'm trying to get the out of this. Grove, Ugh, no. In and out. <laughs> My favorite things about LA is smoking weed outside at your friend's house, having a meal in their backyard. Oh, in yeah. New York, and especially the friend? first two years of the pandemic, I would hang out with my friends on the sidewalk Stoop. in our neighborhood. Ugh. And it was horrible. And then for my literal husband's birthday, February 1st, we sat at a restaurant outside shaking while we ate our I chicken waffles. All those photos yeah. Of, of covered like, huts. Meanwhile, you faggots are like, God, the pandemic sucks. And you're like hanging with 20 people outside of a <laughs> that backyard. Is true. That is absolutely I mean, true. like, it just, and so and I have loved LA, but I've mostly loved. If I make it a little genuine. <laughs> is say that I've loved the people, the creative energy, and the freedom I have felt here. And that was a lot of the things I placed on my fucking self. Yeah. But like this, what I'm feeling in this room even, yes. is magic that has happened. It's happening because of the shakeups I've made in my goddamn life. And I will not take it for granted. <laughs> <laughs> and the, probably the E6000 fumes, too, coming off the outfit. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, still yeah, safe. Yeah, that, I got to throw this away when this when this interview is done. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with more Fuck Talk stories. And we're back. So you think it's good? Yeah, Most I mean, that's... I hate it. There's literally comments every week being like, please stop singing. It's just annoying. You're that's waking not... me up from my nap. That's the other thing. A lot of people think that this podcast is a good one to like listen to as they're like, lull. Like they think not we're going to be talking not about... Bitch. <laughs> we're going to be talking like Michael Barbaro or whatever, where it's just some sort of like rhythmic lull. Wait, should we... I'm going to do the first Wait, part Wait, you of... do a really good one. I'm going to do the first part of Fuck Talk in that type of voice. So this one time, I was in a bar, and this fucking hot-ass guy comes up to me. Is this bad? No. no. But but in his, in, his in the Michael Barbaro, there would be, like, weird. the sound of, like, glasses clinking, because he's always, like, they always, like, make the noises. Oh, yeah. I don't know the reference. I was just doing a low voice. Oh. Like, I was talking, like, <laughs> NPR storytelling. Yes. Oh, bitch. I'm not smart. New York Times uh, daily podcast host, Michael Bobaro. Yeah, you know. Now I'm on okay. there. Now I'm there. Now I'm okay. there. Okay. But, okay. So. So what's the wildest thing that you've done now that you're open and in L.A., full of new cops? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah. The wildest thing is one of the most magical flirtation to kissation moments um, is I was at a bar it was around Halloween era, the Hall Halloween time. And it was not necessarily like a, a gay bar, but it was kind of a queer night. Yeah. And I walk in, and this guy who looked very handsome, beard, sweater, we kind of look at each other. And in my mind, because it's not a gay bar, I'm like, he's hot, but I, he might not be gay. Like, I don't know. I say to my friend and to Matt, my husband, I was like, we got to figure out this guy's gay by the end of the night. He walks away. Fuck, he goes to a sea of people. I sit down. Minutes later, that guy comes up to our table, crouches down, and locks eyes with me and just starts flirting away. I'm soaking wet at this point. Ugh. 
We're flirting, 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 fine, fine, fine. And then he leaves to go to his friends. Wow, thrilling, right? I go to the bathroom to go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. I finish peeing. I'm washing my hands. And guess who walks in? That hot fucking guy. hot daddy. He goes, oh, this is awkward. Uh? I, I say, not at all. My dumbass thought that he was going to pee as well. He told me later that, of course, he followed me in there. But... Um, he ends up, um, once he pees, he comes up to me in the kind of very like bossy walk and starts making out with me in the bathroom. You killed time though. Cause you were already washing your hands when he walked in. Yeah. Well, I was going to kill as much time. If I okay. needed an hour. If he I would have been, 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 been helping him pee. If he took a monitor shit, I would have been sitting there the whole time. That is smart because I feel like I always lose my nerve. I feel like the apps make me lose my nerve. Cause on the apps, I'm like. Fuck my throat. Fill me up. Sure, sure, I'm sure. around. Like, yeah, whatever. Just casuals. And then in person, I was just going to say, he sat down and flirted hard. I'm like, what did he do? Well, How keep did he in do mind it? that I have not really... I did start to go on the apps when we moved here. And literally, as of the last, like, few weeks, I got off because I, I'm too much of a chatter and it takes over my time. Mm. Right. And so that context is that I'm not used to doing much of the apping and I, I'm like a, a beast released from a cage of flirtation so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let this moment Put pass by the release. by the by this guy ended up being a doctor and my dreams came true are you kidding me a Jewish gay man making out with a doctor in a bathroom and he can give you a physical yeah literally I'm like by the way can you look at this polyp ah <laughs> Straight to How long did you make out in the bathroom and did anyone walk in on you? Oh my god. Uh, I'm not kidding. A straight girl. I'll say girl. We don't know what she was. A girl walked in. Um, it was me. <laughs> she had this really small orange wig. Um, <laughs> and they were like, oh, are you just attending the show tonight? Or are you a performer? Or... <laughs> she walked in, saw what was happening, went bloop, and then walked right back out. We did. We made out for a very short period of time, but it was delicious. Have you met up with them again? I will not confirm nor deny. Okay. Oh. Okay, but regardless of how that Have you been to Hot out, Dog yet? That's where you can I really have get been your to hands hot on dog. some fucking meat. Do you know what's funny? It's that I've been to Hot Dog a few times, and I and I definitely flirt and love the energy, but I've never, like, hooked up with anyone there. Well, that's, that's crazy to me. My question is, like, regardless of how things eventually played out with the doctor, are you, like, a... Let's just flirt, and we can make out a little at the club, and then I'll never see you again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can do that, but I'm also, like... How does that song go? I don't know what song you're referencing. Never I can flirt s- at the club and then no. we make out and then we go home. Never see me again? You'll never see me again. Yeah. Wow, you know lyrics that well. I just wanted her to sing a little more for you. She's and I thought that was good. I, I can't tell if he's alive. I'm not because you have this. I don't know what's going on. You'll never see me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that, that. That is nasal. a quality that like you need. That people need. That, <laughs> that is, is a in role. That is a quality that, that is people a quality. got to hear. I never said you sang. Well, I just said you sang. <laughs> no, I think that's good. If people can't sing. Well, to me, when people can't sing, they cannot match a pitch or sing a pitch or like they cannot. Is that well, you? I got some, no, I got some bad news. Genetically, I can't match pitch. Oh, yeah. They told According me. to 23 and Me. Okay, okay. I'm going to give you something to sing and you're going to sing it back. Oh. Mm. Let's make it something gay and fun. Um, um, okay. Ra, 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 ah, ah. Roma, Roma, ma. Ra, 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 ra. 
Rumba, rumba, ma. Are you kidding? That's good. A lot of good. I'm glottal basically styles. Lady Lady Gaga. Do you know the song from The Sound of Music, Sixteen Going on Seventeen? No. I am sixteen going on seventeen. Now that's a range. <laughs> you took us up. You took us down. <laughs> Speaking of going up and down, have you, have you sucked off those dads again recently? No, our schedules haven't been able to align. That's because they found someone else. Um, yeah, enough about my fucking. I want to hear yeah. about when's the what's the last like time that you had your eyes go back in your head when you were like this it, fucking or not like this is a sexual experience that feels deloish. The last time I did, yeah. See, meatball can relate to your. Initial conversation about what, what to, to reveal because everyone knows who my boyfriend is. Yeah. So she's so always I, like, a little talk about coy, stuff, and then all the comments know, are like, like Dipper's disgusting and always is trying to interject with his own sex life. And I'm like, Yeah, when I, we started this segment, I was you would tell a, a lot more old yeah. stories. It's hard to be in a relationship and respect. I trust me, I get it. And I I want to give a huge shout out to Matt because he is very gracious to enjoy and let my flirting happen and um it's great that it happened right in front of him and there was like no because my thing with like open relationships everyone that i've seen start either shuts down because of jealousy issues Mm. or things like that or breaks where they break up and then the third becomes the second well you know it's into a house together oh sure oh well that's i have been witnessing the um the the thirds what do you think about that do you feel like you could ever have a third god it's a good question because it is something that I could see if we let it happen could happen. Right. But I don't think we are the girls for it. I think that relationships are already so much work with okay. two people. Yeah, I don't need a, another person in my house. Like, I know. I that it, much right fucking now. This is my theory. I feel like people who live regular... Oh. Sort of like I work the job where the parameters of the job are always this and the calendar is always this and I do my summer break here and my fall vacation here and I save X number of dollars a month towards my home. Like people in that life, they have more space in their mental because the stability take on gives a them the third room. Yeah. And navigate that. I feel like creative freelancers who are like like filled with ideas or might lose three days writing a script yeah. or like do this or do that. I feel like it's harder to navigate. It's like, girl, I can't have 12 boyfriends texting me at the same time. No. I'm trying to uh, set up my next podcast. Recording. Well, you're also trying to, I think, manage your own. Uh, I don't know the, the lingo, but like, let's say you have a primary partner and then a third person comes in. Ooh. Well, would they like to be called non-primary? You well, know what I mean? When, I when mean, they get in there, where are they? Well, I guess and a I, lot of people want to be in that non-primary position. And I have so friends who have are the non-primary the position. I feel like which, that's the easiest position to and be And by in. the way, if I was single, would I do that? Probably. I mean, that sounds in a way like great. Or sometimes I have friends who are dating one person who is in a committed relationship, but they don't ever see the other partner. That's yeah, that poly. sounds easy. And that's poly. poly. Well, Eric, we've made it to the end. That was it? Can you, that can was you so believe fast. it? It's been an hour. Jeez. I could do this for 10 more hours. I'm so... Actually, same. I know. This is really fun. We should like work on having you back with regularity. Yeah. Would be a fucking be dream. I am such a fan of this podcast and both of you. And well, it's you. It's even more than I thought it would be. That's we didn't nice. even talk about Megan. I haven't I seen like it yet. I just like that movie so much. I was dragged there was... by my husband. And did you like it? Loved. 
And you? Just, uh, obsessed. I can't. I've been wanting to see it, and I just have been too busy. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. Wait, Eric, where can everyone find yeah, you? Yeah, there you go. Find me on Instagram at Eric Wills W I L L Z, and I'm also on the TikTok Eric Wills TT, and follow Gay Ass Podcast at Gay Ass Podcast on Instagram. Yes, and you can follow us at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email at sloppysecondspot at gmail.com or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. It's down here. And follow us everywhere at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball. Goodbye. Bye, Eric. Bye. And one more thing, remember, if you're listening and you want to watch the videos, you can get our full video episodes only available at Mom Plus. So you can go to mompodcast.plus and sign up for Mom Plus. You get them ad-free, full video, and do you know the other thing? You'll see my tits. A day early. <laughs> A <That's> day early. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Goodbye. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.